Hello everyone, welcome back to Autistic Assemble. Today I, I'm joined with Martin and, and, and Martin is, a, is autistic and we are going to be speaking about autism of course um, and it's going to be really cool. We're going to, we're going to hear about um, Martin's journey, probably goes, we're going to be speaking about hobbies, we're going to be speaking about growing up and the future. Because it's always good to speak about the future as well. So Martin, it's great to have you on the podcast. Um, would you mind introducing yourself? Yeah, so my name is Martin, and I am a book author that's actually planning on making other books in the future. But other than that, I am thankful to be on. Yeah, that is really interesting. So, like, have you always been interested in books? Yes, I. Yes, I have been interested in books for quite a long time, even when I was younger. And I would, every time I would go to class, whatever, I would always have books with me reading to help keep my mind occupied. Yeah, so if you're distracted, perhaps that would keep you occupied by reading a book. Yeah. Okay. And like, um, you, you said that you, like author, so have you like write your own book then um yeah um it's called chatterbox my life with autism and it has to do about growing up as an autistic individual but it also has my mom's perspective so you're going to be getting both sides of the story mm. but that that is really interesting because it, it's always interesting to hear about our perhaps um, point of view, uh, but it's also interesting to hear about parents as well because, um, of course, it will affect them differently to 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 like you. Yep. Yeah, and, and it's that's really cool. it's really cool. I've had a lot of great feedback about it, and the reason for writing the book is I felt there really wasn't books out there that shows both sides hmm. and it's only just like one side and or the other but yeah it took a while but I'm glad that I was able to step out of my comfort zone and share my story and my mom's story yeah I think a book is it's a great way to to do that because it like a book can speak like loads of pictures as they say so it's 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 really cool that that you that you that you wrote your own book. Yeah. Um. Is that quite recently? Um. Your book. Um. I released it in April of twenty twenty. So this it'll be on its third year of release in a couple months. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, so not long, well, it's not not that long ago, but uh, time flies. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And it actually got an award. It was runner-up for Independent Author Network Book of the Year in Autobiography category. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, oh. I, um, did, I imagine it took you a little while to um, to write it all up and... Um, all that kind of stuff definitely and I think what took the longest is of course trying to remember from my earlier years and then 
there was a couple years where I stopped writing because I not only had writer's block, but then that whole thing, maybe nobody would care about listening to an autistic's perspective or or having them share their story. But after a year of dealing with that and with all this craziness that happened, I was like, you know what? I really feel I should share my story because maybe it could inspire others to share theirs. Yeah. I think it's really it's really good when we when we can share a story like however we like to do it like if it's with a book or if it's just speaking about it like this it's 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 really cool um like um that you decided to create a book um because um it must be it's hard work <laughs> hard work doing a book yeah yeah um so yeah like you'll you'll have to send me like um details of it it'd be great to see like afterwards mine um yeah because um yeah if it, it kind of proves that like like um like with having autism you can still do stuff you can still write a book so it's uh it's it's really cool um yeah and i guess it released at a good time as well because well not a good time for the world i guess like because it was um, a yeah. pandemic but everyone was indoors weren't they so not much to mm -hmm. do so you know, maybe yeah. a lot of people did get the book then because of the, the situation everyone was in at that specific time so not a bad choice to release it when you did yeah yeah so a little bit about your autism um martin mm -hmm. when when was you diagnosed mm -hmm. with uh with autism i should i if i remember right i was diagnosed at the age of five so back in the 90s, it really still wasn't understood. And so before that, my parents kind of knew that I had a disability, or I don't know how to word it, but I was actually nonverbal the first three years of my life, or about three and a half years. And after that, a year or two later, when I went through the diagnosis process, we knew then that I was diagnosed with autism. And because it wasn't fully understood back then, there really wasn't services that there are today. And it was still kind of misunderstood in a way and so it was it was a little difficult but yeah 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 it is um like I forget whatever age you get diagnosed in life um there's gonna be highs and lows isn't there um mm -hmm. you, you could say getting diagnosed early is better because um maybe with education and and stuff like that and knowing um like now maybe knowing more about it now as you get older um then mm -hmm. maybe you didn't know much when you were younger because if you were five or or something like that um yeah um that's a high but the low is um perhaps um like you maybe thought like there, there, there wasn't enough information maybe then right. for for autism and you're not gonna know as much and you're probably going to think it's a bad thing because 
like like um that kind of time like the 90s wasn't a um like you say it wasn't enough knowledge about it to know what it was so you probably think it's a bad thing and like you you realize you're not as good as maybe at one thing but maybe better at another thing so it's it is one of those things but um but um yeah but at least you got a diagnosis i think that's the main thing it's hard it's hard getting a diagnosis of anything now isn't it yeah oh yeah 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 because um i was diagnosed when i was nine and that 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 was in Mm -hmm. um 2009 um mm-hmm. so not that long after the night the night so <laughs> um yeah so um they want also a lot of information like um when i was diagnosed uh, i don't often remember a lot because you're not going to i think that's what that's one of the lows isn't it you're not going to mm-hmm. remember everything when you were five or nine years old because you're quite young unless you've got a, a memory a really good memory <laughs> um but yeah. Um, but um but yeah I, when I was younger, uh, Martin, I, I thought autism was a bad thing and and stuff like that, and it, it, it didn't. I didn't know much about it until until probably I was about fifteen, sixteen, perhaps. Um, mm. more knowledge. Like now, there's loads of more knowledge than there was, but I think there's still there's always work to be improved without services and diagnosed like people getting diagnosed because um there was people when I was younger that got diagnosed maybe near my age but now I'm just I see loads of people getting adult, diagnosed as a, later in life as an adult which is really interesting yeah yeah um but yeah it's 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 good it's it's good that we get a diagnosis like would do you think it was do you ever wonder if you did get if you didn't get a diagnosis when you did and you maybe got a diagnosis young older in life do you do you ever kind of wonder if that 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 could have happened potentially but i will admit i'm not really sure i mean it probably would be totally different and i'd probably if i didn't have a diagnosis back then i'd probably think to myself is there anything different about me that that is hard to talk to others or for people to understand me? Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree, definitely agree. Um, like with um growing up, like how 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 was it like um growing up um with autism? It was definitely a roller coaster. So, I mean, there was always those good times. There's always the difficult times, especially during school. I mean, because back in the day, they really didn't know much about it. So special ed was still kind of new and being placed in regular classes that teachers would not be supportive at all. And then peers I get bullied a lot and it was definitely definitely difficult but there are some good things though I mean as the years went on teachers were more understanding and supportive and in middle school we did this one thing where during lunch we'd have 
a classroom setup where all of us could gather in a room and just play games and eat and hang out with. So I thought that was really, really cool. And yeah, it was, it was definitely a, what's the word I'm looking for? The way I see it, growing up, life was like, you don't know where that next turn world leader can be a really great thing, like being able to graduate school and showing others that I can do it. Or it could be another turn where it's like, you know, growing up, the teachers would not be supportive and make it difficult, but that's the way I see it. And everything's been improving. There's a lot more support that I've received from instructors and it's honestly amazing that as autism is more understood, I'm able to start getting more and more support. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very important to get that support. Um, because, um, and it, when I was in school, when I education, one thing I did struggle with was to ask for help sometimes. Um, mm -hmm. even when I, um, even if I didn't, well, I mean, like, I would struggle because I was, I didn't want people to look at me in a different way, um, mm -hmm. than than I was. Like, I want to look like I want to look like all cool, and I knew what I was doing, when, but I didn't. I, I didn't have a clue sometimes, and mm -hmm. um, it's hard. It is hard to ask for that help. Um, did yeah. you did you ever struggle to ask for help sometimes when when you're struggling? Absolutely, and from like preschool to middle school I had difficulty asking for help because I didn't know how the instructor or the peers would react and so I just really did most of the things on my own but other than that yeah it was it was a challenge taking that courage to ask for that help when needed yeah, and like sometimes there were situations where I would I would have the courage to ask for help, and then maybe the assistant teacher or teacher will say, "Ask me to try again," when I've asked maybe numerous amount of times, and and then sometimes when I did need the help, I thought there's no point asking because I'm not going to get it. Sometimes, um, if right. if, they're, if they're saying stuff like that, um, and then they wonder why I'm just staring at the sheet and <laughs> looking into space, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think. That is really hard, I think, um, to ask for help in general um, and uh, to explain that you may not need it. Um, you, you may um, struggle with a certain thing, but another thing you might be with that. Um, or it, it's all depending on what you know. And like, I always struggled, like, say for a lesson, maybe, um, and they would spend five minutes, or like, they, they, they spend a whole lesson perhaps on one thing. And then the next lesson, mm -hmm. you go into a separate thing that you was doing last lesson, and then yeah. I forget, I forget what happened in that last lesson because I'm thinking, mm. why don't we spend more time on one thing than just go like um like it's all it just feels like it was all like kind of a rush really with, with different right. topics and around the subject. 
Definitely. And even to this day, I mean, I'm at a four year university right now, but it's like, I need to just, if there's this part that I'm struggling with, I just need to step out, out of my comfort zone and be like, Hey, how do I do this? Even though part of me from the past is like, just don't say anything because you most likely won't get the help. But the other side of me is like, you know, everybody's been super nice and the instructors have been really, really great. So just got to take that leap and ask for it if needed, you know, but, but so that's, it's almost like a, like a tug of war right now. Yeah. Put that leap of faith sometimes. Yeah. It's like sometimes I feel like, for example, if, if you would do stuff on your own and not ask for help, teachers maybe get the impression if you don't need the help because you're not asking for it. Mm -hmm. Um, and right. and which is not the case all the time. Like so sometimes you you yeah, it might be the case, but um, if you're just not getting it and you just I guess sometimes you just don't want to interrupt what the teacher's doing or or um. Mm -hmm disturb them um but it's it i think asking for help is just generally hard maybe easier now i mean but some people might know maybe still hard but i think it depends the the um the maybe the the person that is helping you um maybe how their behavior is or how they are um right if they're more a stricter person perhaps that's maybe a little bit harder because of maybe stricter teachers or or um people want to want you to do it yourself and and really yeah. and, and not and they just say everyone do your work and stuff like that um right and yeah it's just generally hard isn't it yeah yeah um but um so for the what are your plans for the future i know you you've done a book mm -hmm. so what is does mm -hmm. the future hold for you martin so my future, I'd like to start a company and provide services like I received growing up and kind of return the favor and kind of really, really help those who need it. Um, some other plans that I have are go to different speaking events and talk with others to share my story in hopes that they will be able to share theirs. And I think the biggest would have to be um, supporting the parents because I know how difficult it is, especially with those with newly diagnosed children. And um, I've actually started that a little bit. I spoke with parents in Dubai a couple times and they, I mean, they've been super appreciative of me and I just feel like I want to be able to travel and show support for the parents, you know, give them hope or show them that, you know, they mean a lot to us children and that they are our heroes when we need it the most. And I'm also planning on working with different sports teams to promote autism awareness and acceptance and really hope to 
build a sensory room for these kids in case they get overstimulated from the crowd noise and everything. Yeah, I think that's a really good yeah. idea because I think sensory rooms are really nice. Um, mm-hmm. um, because I remember, like, I transferred from like a public mainstream school, and then I went to a more school suit, like where people who have autism and other needs, and they had sensory rooms there, and I loved it, and I love all the lights and stim toys as well. In there, that uh, they are really mm-hmm. good, and like you, when you speak about sport. I think more sports venues should have them, uh, like uh, in with sensory, um, because um, it's just really helpful. Um, with more sensory rooms around, with different kind of, I guess, organisations and and places uh, and jobs even, like you could have one in yeah. a, in something that is anything. They could be anywhere really. Um, Definitely. And, and not just in. Um, schools um perhaps that like uh like just other it could be just like a um a drama like if you, if you like acting or, or something like that it might be mm-hmm. like something like that so like i think most job kind of places i think um universities and, and stuff like that would really benefit from the century exactly yeah um but um it's 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 it, it's a really cool idea and it's good that you you like to go into these different speaking events as well um because um do you so within these speaking events um martin is it generally autism that your focus is to speak about correct so like i i'm trying to remember because most of these i've done were on zoom of course but what I've been really doing is focusing not only sharing my story, but also I'll have to after I'll have to send you a link to to a couple of my speeches that I did, but it it has been a while since I've really done one, but yeah, 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 it's um. I think I, I kind of like if you if you send me, I'll I can have a I can have a little look and and see because um, the speeches are um, like that's what, like like we spoke about before, didn't we? We we spoke about like on Zoom and and stuff like that. Online is I think mm-hmm. much easier than in person. Um, yeah, because um, I guess online you doesn't feel like everyone's staring at you when they are, but you just can't maybe see them um right as much. But maybe an in person event. Um, it's very like maybe intimidating where like you feel everyone's just staring at you, um, and then <laughs> perhaps you get asked questions. Um, I've 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 done that before. I've I've done speaking events kind of online. Um, and yeah, I, I like the I, I spoke to within sport actually like eighty. Um, but I think teachers from all all different schools kind of making it acceptable for maybe people with people with disabilities and or and autism, and Everyone had the cameras off on Zoom, so it was much easier than <laughs> going online. And <laughs> I, I, right. I was I was asked questions, but they were very interesting questions, and I learned sports that I never heard of before as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's so cool. It's, it is really cool. So it, it's good when we like you you have opportunities to do speaking events, um, because like people want to hear you, want to hear want to hear your voice, and it, it show you a bit of your journey as well. I think. Yeah. And the reason I've been mostly doing it on Zoom is 
like for example with this the two that i've had with dubai i mean it's a 12 hour difference so i've had to go to work go to class like i had like football practice and then it would go for like maybe one to two hours so i'm probably it's probably like one or two a.m when i'm done but i will admit sometimes when i'm speaking with others in a different time zone it does get a little difficult Yeah, yeah, because um, like you don't want to be traveling twelve hours to to Dubai, don't yeah you? <laughs> yeah yeah. but no it'd be nice to start traveling on my own yeah is that like a goal for you to start doing that yeah yeah it is um it is a good goal yeah but other than that my last plan that i have for the future is actually writing a second book or in it's using one of my favorite hobbies which is photography and i kind of wanted to be like the world through my eyes in a way so you could get my point of view of how i see things Yeah, that that is very good. Um, like I like I think that it's it's really good hobby as well. Um, because like especially um when you go to different different events or um on the holiday perhaps or when you go tra traveling, you do like to go um and take pictures. Like, <laughs> um, Yeah. like, but so is that is that kind of hobby with you like a, a professional camera, like where where you'd use to take pictures, or would it just be your phone? Um, I actually do both. Um, I do have a camera that I use, and I might actually share some photos, but with the camera, it would be both. Yeah. I'd be using both photo uh camera and phone. Yeah. Like um you might go somewhere that but perhaps there's a sunset or um you may want to use your professional camera because it might have a, a better there. But if you're going to somewhere quick and easy and like um it, either No. is good. Either is good. Um like so Like so, you you is your like because yeah you said that you you eventually want to do another book. Would that lead on from your last one, or would that be a, just a completely new kind of book about about it? Uh, it, I've actually been thinking about that and I kind of wanted to be like a like a sequel to this book but more like I'm I'm still trying to figure it out but Definitely. I think with some of the chapters in the book I could use those and kind of show it via pictures in a way so like my chapter on hobbies chapter on schools sporting events and stuff like that but there won't be a whole lot of writing it'll be mostly photo focused Yeah, and it's the first book you've done. Is that is that is that just writing or is there any photos in that one? Uh, just writing. Just writing. Yeah. Yeah, so 
your next one is maybe to aim and just put more of your like even it links your hobbies in as like you say like putting photos in the book like more like picture kind of book oh, it's just it sounds really cool yeah um yeah yeah so like um it sounds really good ideas there um martin um like you, you also mentioned about like starting your own company like um mm-hmm. for the future like would you have any idea what that would be surrounded around or, or are you not sure yet for now i'm not sure yet um i'm still in the early stages um we got i got a name down and i just need to figure out what my main focus would be yeah yeah you could i don't know you could, you could potentially have a summer involvement around um doing all these speeches perhaps um um, signing around autism if you wanted it to be, but it could be oh. something totally different because you, you, you might want to evolve it around autism. But you can also speak about different things. Um, you can speak about why you like yep. photography. So there's so many ideas, and you got a long time. Like um, depending on when you want to do it. So you can, yeah, it, it's it's a very good thing for the future there. Definitely. Yeah. Um. So you like your um you like your photography and and stuff mm-hmm. like is, is there any other hobbies that you like um to do so i love sports and anything that involves physical activity like movement because it helps keep me focused like after a really stressful day i I'd play soccer or football. I actually preferred football, but, um, and doing something like that, it helps keep my mind distracted from how the day went. And then it could also clear my mind to be ready to study or get ready for work. And I'd be in the right mindset. And I also love music. I play different instruments. I think it's like six or seven different instruments that I play. And and I also do um, electronic music, so EDM and stuff like that. Oh, that, that that's pretty cool. Um like do you have a favorite instrument or do you just like them all? That that which you can play? Um when I was growing up, I was taught the and then middle school to high school was the violin and saxophone and the drums I believe and then currently I play the guitar and I kind of self-taught myself how to play by listening to the different strings that were that were hit and I was able to uh kind of mimic how it would sound and yeah I'm currently with the guitar and I honestly love it and it's very relaxing to me especially after a long day at school or work I'd I'd bring out my guitar and I kind of play relaxing music just to help calm the brain down from being overstimulated yeah I think that's a really good idea because um, 
playing like music is got a really, really much impact i think when you're autistic as well because like um you may play a song that over and over again maybe the same one um um mm-hmm. i know i do um but like i ha- i always listen to it like if i'm doing something that maybe will distract me i'll listen to music mm-hmm. and it will kind of keep me on track um a little bit um so like yeah music is a massive impact and yeah it's good you can play seven instruments better than me mine i can't play one mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's yeah good but growing older i've kind of as i was growing older i kind of winded down to like just two currently Yeah, so you can play, like, you just, what are the two that you wind it down to, mine? So just the guitar, and then I actually have a DJ, um, DJ turntable, and I love electronic music. It's something that I'm able to be myself, and just, even if my dancing is awful, I'm just, I still love it, and the way that the the rhythm works it's it's very very stim stimming that's kind of one of the ways that i stim listening to electronic music and then dancing to it yeah it's always good to have a good dance to to music um but yeah, yeah. It, it, good instruments like um but like so with sport do you just like every sport or always like football your favorite or on another sport your favorite or do you just like them all I like most, I would say so. Definitely soccer slash football. I don't know, like, I don't know what they call it here in the States that much, but I also baseball, football, hockey, or like American football and basketball and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I also, but I would like soccer is, soccer and baseball are my two most favorites. And I actually am one of the Special Olympics coaches for one of the pro teams here where I am. And it's honestly, it's honestly fun in being able to teach those that love the game like I do. Yeah. It's always good to teach people. It makes you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh... It's, it sounds like you're doing really good and like like the, the future's got good high hopes for you there um mine like um yeah, writing, yeah. writing another book writing um doing more stuff like uh, speeches and starting your own company so it's it's yeah. a good it's a good future ahead um it's good to have these goals because like you get told that when you're in school don't you they they say to you uh, what do you want to do when you're older? You don't know then. It's until maybe you're a little bit older where you have a bit yeah. more... Not, you're going to know more when you're maybe um, a little bit older than you are in school. Um, because um, And then even I've, teachers have even said to me, because they have to ask, I think it's part of, part of the, how, how they do things. And even teachers say, you, you, you're not going to know yet, are you? Like, like what you want to yeah. do. Um, and... Like, because they try to start you off really early on, but sometimes, um, like as we know, when you're autistic, it's hard to get a job, anyway. 
Um, so starting your own company is, is a good, really good choice there. Um, because like you can do it when you want, when you want, uh, where you want. So, <laughs> so you can yeah your own thing. I will admit though, like there was a few times where I couldn't figure out what I'd like to do in the future, and early in the years when I was diagnosed. I really, I was like, why was I dealt this sort of hand? You know, I didn't know what to do. It was definitely not easy. And then as I grew older and seeing others just like us, I um, I just felt, you know, maybe this is something I want to do. I I want to be there for others like like us and the rate here in the US is actually really really high um back when I was first diagnosed it was one in 146 kids I believe but as of last year it's one in 44 hmm. so it's a huge jump but and I was like I really feel I need to really be there and help those yeah it's it's, it's good it, it's really good because like when you do when we do stuff like this like having a podcast do going yeah. on podcasts doing speeches doing stuff mm-hmm. like 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 we're saying like books here and there you know but all that mm-hmm. kind of proves like to like the neurotypical people out there that you can still do stuff like like even if when you're autistic like like um doesn't mean you can't like of course everyone's right. not everyone's not going to do everything I think that's a bit mm-hmm. impossible <laughs> um yeah um but we can do stuff like like I like football too like football's one of my really good interests um. And it's like really rewarding um, when you're tired, but it's not nice feeling when you're tired. But um, mm-hmm. it, I guess you're gonna get really tired if you write a book. Um, it's not gonna, it's not happening overnight, really, is it? Unfortunately, um, nope. but it takes a little while to do all these kind of things. And if if you prepare a speech for an event, you might, mm-hmm. um, like you might want to have a little a schedule going. Um, for me, I just wing it, but some of some people might want to have a little uh, a speech beforehand, depending how much you're right. saying. Um, but yeah, there's it, it just proves that we can do this stuff and stuff we enjoy. Yeah, and I've actually planned it out. So the two most recent videos on my YouTube channel were the last two speeches that I did, and what I was going to do is find the most impactful sentences from both and combine it into one one speech. Hmm. That, that's a really good idea, I think. Yeah, because it, it's, it's stuff you've already done. It just that no one's going to know that you, that you've said that before. So it's, it's, a, mm-hmm. it's a good combi- combination. Yeah. I think. Um, but Martin, it's been really awesome speaking to you about like autism, like the future, growing up with autism. Um, mm-hmm. before we finish, it like I know you have a, a really good quote that we've 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 yeah. left till the end. Like, do you do yeah. do you, do you want to share it? 
Absolutely. And <clears throat> before I say it, I felt like this quote could be impactful for those who like are having a tough day or struggle. Like even when I heard this, I was like, whoa, I should start using this, but it goes, and I actually don't know who said the quote. So I do apologize, but an arrow can only be shot by being drawn back when life is dragging you back with difficulties it means it will launch you into something greater. So hold on and keep aiming. Oh, that's a really good quote. I love that because it, it kind of um impact. It kind of tells you that, that story of what people may be going through with um mm -hmm. with, with everything. Yeah, I I, I love that. Um, I'll definitely. Uh, it, I haven't heard that one before. So thanks. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Martin. Mm. Yeah. And, um, and thank you for having me on. It was it was an honor. Yeah, I'm I'm so glad you enjoyed it, and and, and coming on. And it's been really nice speaking to you. Um, and to anyone watching or or listening, we hope you've enjoyed it as well. Um, because it's been a really good episode. Um, and yeah, thank you, Martin. Um, it's been awesome. And to everyone watching and listening, we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks, Martin. Yeah. All right, bye.